Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. We're back. The boys are back after a two-week hiatus. Episode 8, July 17th. What is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday, Game was just rained out. We got the windows closed. We got a hot mic here, and it picks up every noise you've ever you could ever think of. So we got all the windows closed and the AC off, and it's hot. School ended. We went on a two-week vacation. Good to be home. <laughs> and now we're sweating. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. By the time we finish this podcast, might lose about 15 pounds. Um... Hey Matt. So uh, hey Ken. Yeah. So. What's happening? Hot <laughs> start. Yeah. Hot apartment. Hot start. Yeah. We're losing <laughs> our minds here. But as always, I'm we're your host Kenny Crocker and uh, Matt DeMeo. What up? We are bringing you the Monument Talk uh, podcast, brought to you by Pinstripe Alley and SB Nation. Um, and with episode eight, that's our Yogi Berra episode. Also Bill Dickey. Um, Yogi. Real quick, just run through some of these 15-time All-Star, 13-time world champion. We usually like to do quotes for the random people. We do have one of those coming up, but Yogi's just a quote machine, so I think we can run through a couple of those. This was actually a quote about Yogi from Mel Ott. He isn't much to look at, and he looks like he's doing everything wrong, but he can hit. He got a couple hits off us on wild pitches. It's <laughs> cool. Um, and the rest are all Yogi quotes. Baseball's 90% mental, the other half is physical. Obviously, a big one. I'm not going to buy my kids an encyclopedia, let them walk to school like I did. (laughs) (laughs) I never said most of the things I said. It gets laid out there early. Just a lot of contradicting himself. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. (laughs) And this one is super cool. His wife says to him, Yogi, you're from St. Louis. We live in New Jersey and you played ball in New York. If if you go before I do, where do you want me to have you buried? And he said, why don't you just surprise me? (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool one. Um, yeah, and then just a couple couple wild stats that um, my uncle actually sent me um, talking about Yogi. Uh, not just kind of like, I feel like he's just kind of become, well, not anymore, unfortunately passed away a few years ago, um, but just kind of like Yankee fan's grandfather that everybody just loves, but kind of forget what an incredible ball player he was. Um, some crazy stats here. He never struck out more than 38 times in a season, which is just wild. Um, and then he had five seasons where he hit more home runs than he had strikeouts and one season where he hit 24 home runs and struck out 24 times. Just shows what an incredible, incredible hitter he was. I think not only was a catcher, but he played a lot of left field. Um, I think in, in those years, the Yankees had, um, three catchers, um, Yogi, Elson Howard. I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. 
um, that all hit around 20 home runs, split time catching and also playing the outfield. My dad talked about him a lot. Um, and just kind of like, just the incredible ball players that like, kind of, we, we hear about the Mickey Mantles and the Joe DiMaggio's and the Yogi Bears, which is kind of the extent of what that lineup was. It's, it's crazy, but just kind of to hear the, the stats from Yogi is, uh, it's just wild. There's also, uh, you know, I think he's a big fan of Yoohoo. Yeah, who isn't? I mean, God, everybody loves Yoohoo. Oh, pop open a box of cheese, it's grab a box of Yoohoo. Oh, oh, here you go, Ken. Here's a question for you. Really getting off the rails. It's now 110 in this apartment. <laughs> um, cool down. Are you more of a, a more of a juice box Yoohoo guy? Yeah. Or a, you're, or not a glass bottle? Nah, I'm taking the juice box. What about when you hit the bottom of the glass bottle you go and it makes that sound? Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's not, but yeah. I, I grew up on the box. It's cool in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad boys. <laughs> Cooling down with a couple ice-cold Yoohoos. About to pour my water bottle. Yogi used head. to pop up a couple Yoohoos at uh, Yogi Berra Stadium, Montclair, New Jersey, okay. where the New Jersey Jackals play mm-hmm. independently. He used to go to those games. Like, they had games on Tuesday nights. It was like dollar ticket night. I used to go sit, I, sit in the grass. I think he might have been an earlier inve- early investor in Yoohoo. Yeah, he might have been. Um, I, think, I think that's a real thing. Yeah, because they say, like, Yogi Berra says Yoohoo. Yeah, that was like yeah. a, a catch. And, like, guys that had to have jobs outside of baseball, I think that he was one of investing uh, yeah. in Yoohoo. Not chocolate milk, chocolate drink. Chocolate drink. Get it right. One of the coolest, they put all those photos up at the new stadium that, like, when you're walking around, they have all those cool old photos. And the coolest one is Yogi and Mickey Mantle drinking Yoo-Hoo in the clubhouse. Yeah. I haven't figured out how to steal it from the stadium yet, but uh, if that ever goes missing, don't listen to this podcast. Good, good luck. Good luck, man. Have fun with that. <laughs> uh, so, number eight, we also obviously got Bill Dickey, another retired number with the Yanks, seven-time uh, world champ, 11-time all-star. Uh doesn't get as much play as Yogi because Yogi's just such a big personality, but Bill Dickey's incredible at baseball. Yeah. I think he was in, I mean, played a lot of years with Babe Ruth, yeah. Lou Gehrig, so kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, but then my guy, Benny Bengo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Benny Bengo caught for the Yanks from 23 to 30. Um, I don't think he was catching <laughs> The year is 1923 through 1930. Yeah, I don't think he was, uh, I don't think he was uh, catching every game, but... Cool quote from Benny Bengo. Uh, I guess uh, baseball writers asked him about his hair res- his hair restoring ointment. I guess he was he was uh, losing a bit up top, and he said, Coming "I think home. I think this stuff works. Every time I use it, I get a headache. I think that means the hair is trying to break through." Nineteen twenty seven. That yeah, quote, Matt. That's a real nineteen twenty seven quote. <laughs> yeah. Benny Bengo. Rub some dirt on it, Benny. Cool. Uh, so that's it for the numbers. Number eight, um, Matt. I don't know if you had some notes. You went to the game last night. Um. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, we've kind of taken shots at fans a little bit, um, and just kind of the, the old dad mentality of this guy, this guy strikes out, so he sucks, or we had a guy at the game last night, um, went with a couple buddies, uh, great game, awesome win, uh, we'll get into that a little bit. How old are we talking? I don't know, he's behind me, uh, I couldn't see him, I looked over my shoulder every time this dope said this, so... It would be like one in, like, let's say, we'll call it a 2-1 count, and Judge will swing at a pitch. It happened with Judge, it happened with Gardner. Those are the two that, that really stick out in my brain. Happened a couple other times. And I was like, who is this dope? 2-1, Judge swings at a pitch, swings and misses. Hey, Judge, get your head in the game. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Who is this 
clown. Like, what is that? Like, shut up. Like, I mean, I know you paid for your seats and all that nonsense, and I can yell whatever I want. I paid for, I paid $35 for my seats. Oh, my God. But that guy's a, that guy's a dope. You can't, that's not a rule. You can't yell whatever you want. Well, I mean, that, that, that's a thing that people say. It's like, obviously, be, be respectful, but like. I think they take that too far in Boston. Oh, uh, shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, judge. Get your head in the game. <laughs> Shut up. What are you talking about? I like yeah, it. I mean that helped him. Yeah, it's like you know what that guy in uh, that guy in section two hundred nine. He's right. I'm, I'm going to lock in for uh, for this two two count. I'm on that guy's team. I like that. That guy's a dope. Also, big shout out to section two hundred nine. Yeah, two hundred nine. How about that? Not good that, seats, man. right by the foul pole. Pretty good seats. Yeah, hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stadium. Had a lot of back of the knee sweat. It was Ooh, hot, man. Knee pits. Hot, yeah. yeah. Oh, I needed four old guys. To yeah, I'm just kind of cool. Um, kind of where I hope to be in what are we thirty, forty years probably? Just these four, probably like early seventies, late sixties guys. Seems like they've been coming to Yankee games for the past I don't know forty, fifty years together. Tan. Retired, probably. Looked like they probably played 18 holes this morning. Mm-hmm. One of the guys was wearing a Stanton shirt. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't like Stanton, but like his granddaughter got him the shirt for Christmas. So mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I wear it. I love my granddaughter. Is it a jersey? Yeah, it's a jersey. Okay, cool. Yeah, wearing a Stanton jersey. Probably doesn't like Stanton. Um, was texting on his phone. Font was probably at 72. Like one <laughs> word per screen. Um, and we also noticed... They took a sweet pick of the four of them standing in a row with the field behind them, holding the arm up with the parrot. These guys just kicked ass. Like, it's where I want to be. I hope I still got four buds that, um, when I'm, we'll call them 71. When they, when I'm 71 that I've been going to the Yankee game with forever. And two of the, two of them left, two of the guys left to beat the traffic. And then the Yanks scored six runs in the eight. So it's just like a real kind of like old guy dad move. It's why I don't leave early. And we said to the guys too, we're like, well tell your buddies don't come back. After the judge hit the home run, we're like, tell your buddies don't come back. They're a bad, um, um, they're bad luck. And they go, yeah, we already texted them. We already texted them. So just cool, four cool, Cool, cool guys that I hope to one day be. Very cool. Into the news topics, Matt. Mariano. Did you say that Delta named Gate 42 at JFK after him? The Mariano Rivera Gate? And he was pretty, cool. he was pretty pumped about it. And they dedicated a Boeing 757 to him. Looked it up. We're talking about a midsize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mid- I'd love to. Ken. Here's two minutes. Describe to me what a Boeing 757 is. I can do it in 10 seconds, Matt. Mid-size, narrow body, twin engine. <laughs> this, thing, this thing can carry up to 300 passengers, 4,000 miles. <laughs> God, the body on that <laughs> Boeing 757. It's got a, I think it's got either a big picture of Mariano's face or his signature on it. It's yeah. pretty cool. I hope it's got a signature on every goddamn seat. But Mariano had a cool quote because he said in 1990... It was the first time he was ever on a plane. That's when he's come from Panama to the States uh, after he got drafted. And he stopped in Miami, and he was looking for his gate. And he said, at all the airports, I stop in Miami. It's a humongous airport. And that was my first time ever on a plane. And here I am looking for a gate thinking, what the heck is a gate? <laughs> and now he's got one named after him. That's wild. Mariano. You think the Boeing 757 is one of those that you take to California? We got... Three on the right, four in the middle, three on the left. I think it's a little smaller than that. I think oh. that's like a 787. This is more mid-sized. 
This is like a sedan. Tweet at my friend Ken if you got any plane questions. Yeah, this is more of a sedan. Uh, a um, spacey sedan. Oh my god. Fit, fit three in the back comfortably. Um, so Hicks, fortune teller, basically had an interview where he said that it takes him about 100 at-bats to really get going for the season to feel comfortable at the plate. Normally those will come, a lot of them, in spring training where you can kind of mess around and you know, try different things on different pitches and, uh, you know, work different counts and stuff. And in this first hundred at bats coming back from injury, this game, which, you know, kind of just passed about 16 games ago, he was batting 198. So he obviously everybody knew he wasn't doing so well. And the 16 games since he crossed that hundred at bat mark, he's up to 328 and he's got a 1.026 OPS. So he's really like kind of taken off and it's, it's crazy. He's had a hundred at bats and it literally, that was like the turning point. Yeah, and um, for him, real quick, it seems like seems like he's and I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. It seems like he's hitting well from the right side of the plate as well, which is a, almost kind of I wouldn't say a rarity, but he's. I mean, a lot. I feel I feel like a lot of these switch hitters are better from the left side of the plate just because they get so many reps from that side because there are more right-handed pitchers in baseball. Um, and I feel like he's been he's making an impact from the right side of the plate too, which is. Which is nice, but yeah, I feel like in London he kind of like really took off a little bit, and just kind of it says sixteen games, so it's a little bit before that. But London, it seemed like he really, really had an impact, and then and then has been uh, been good since. Um, and then on the same note, Didi, who struggled a bit since he came back, he's played in well now twenty six games, but twenty five games in reason we're going to call that number out is because he had four home runs and about 100 at-bats. And just like there's a trend of players coming back from uh, Tommy John, so Corey Seager on the Dodgers back in his first 25 games, he had two home runs, seven RBIs, and like 795 OPS. But in the 45 games since he came back, he has six home runs, 32 RBIs, and like 100 more points. Oh, no, sorry, like 20 more points on the OPS. And then Shohei Otani, his first 25 games, had five bombs, 730 OPS, and then he's played 32 games since then, and he's got, in those 32 games, nine home runs and, like, a 1.048 OPS. So I don't know if the, these numbers mean anything. I think I got it from, like, a post article or something. But yeah, I was going to say, that's great research. By yeah, it's just hell of a it's, job. It's interesting that, you know, 25 games in, he was struggling just like they did, and then game 26, it hits that grand slam. Obviously, that doesn't mean much. It's just kind of an anecdote, but hopeful, at least, that it's, like, kind of a trend there. It just, you know the hard hit balls kind of pick up after you get a couple more swings in and yeah, huge, huge grand slam last night at that building rock. And yeah, that was awesome. Um, so Kenny Rosenthal <laughs> reported that, uh, the Chapman, bow tie king. Yeah. The bow tie king. king, but he's um, got a bow tie. Uh, so he reported today that Chapman said, or no, a, a player very close to Chapman said there's a 1 million percent chance that Chappie's going to, um, opt out after 2019. Um, which would mean he'd leave two years, thirty-four mil on the table from his original deal, which was five mil or five-year, eighty-six mil. So then they asked Chapman about it tonight, and he said the report is completely false. I haven't even spoke to my agent about it. Like I said, we have a big task in front of us. We want to win the division, win the World Series. That's the main focus. Contract stuff hasn't even crossed my mind at all. But then he followed that up, and that's just kind of the standard answer. He says, "God willing, I want to stay here for sure." But at the same time, from what I understand, after next year, my contract changes a little bit, and the Yankees have the ability to trade me. It's one of those things that's kind of out of my control, but yeah, God willing, I want to finish it here. So the way he said that, kind of like, from what I understand, after next year, my contract changes, it sounds like his agent or somebody's whispered in his ear, 
but I don't think he would answer it that way. And uh, Kenny Rosenthal is not usually wrong about this kind of stuff, that there's a solid chance that maybe he does opt out after next year. Yeah, I, I think there's a few things here. Um, as far as Chapman, I think he's, was he 31, going to be 32? Mm-hmm. Um, you see what happened with, why can't I think of the guy's name, the closer from the, Kimbrell. Um, what happened with Kimbrell where it's like he didn't, I mean, maybe he got the money he wanted, um, but relievers aren't, um, closers, relievers aren't getting like that top, top dollar that they think that they're kind of worth. Um, so I don't know if that's the best move for him. He's still making two years, 34.4. So what's that? Like 16, $17 million a year. Yeah. Still a lot of money um, to walk away from. I get that he wants, it's always kind of the, um, the security of having a longer deal. Maybe the Yankees are like, I mean, Cashman's good at what he does. He's probably the best and says, all right, we'll throw, if it, we'll throw an extra year on your deal or whatever. But, um, um, I, I, I don't know where it's kind of, it's going to be 30, going to be 32. Um, eventually it'll lose a little bit of velocity on that fastball and that changes a lot of things. I mean, he's already losing it. It's not as high as it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, I, he's really starting to learn how to throw that slider. Unfortunately, he hung one to Denard the other day, which cost him the game. Um, uh, not a shot at Chapman. That just, that just happens. Um, but, I, I don't know. Is it, it? It's a tricky situation where it's like, if you're the Yankees and you're like, oh, okay, if you want to opt out and then go test the market and then yeah. you can come back to us. We're supposed to pay you seventeen million dollars a year, but now we're only paying you. We're only going to pay you twelve, or we're going to do this. So it's it it it's kind of tricky. Um, but I also, I you said that Ken Rosenthal is usually not wrong on these things. Do we think that Ken Rosenthal that? He's like 5'2", rocks a bow tie, is hanging out with the bagel boss Aroldis guy? Chapman. <laughs> no, not the bagel boss guy. No, 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 no. I thought you Aroldis Chapman, this, like... Yeah, but I don't think... I mean, he's just... I yeah, I know he's got out, sources he's got and all sources. that. It's just... It's Kenny Rosenthal, he's kind of like Jeff... Boss guy. He's kind of like... Uh, Jeff Basson from ESPN, like they just kind of yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as Woj. Woj isn't hanging out with these guys. He just has the yeah. The I, sources. I, I think you're guy. I think you're right there, but it's also like I don't know who is the Woj of baseball because I say it to my brother a lot. Where it's yeah. like unless Woj says it, I don't believe anything that like Chris Broussard or like some of these other dopes that just kind of run their mouths. Where it's like they don't actually have it. They're just trying to be the first to the story. Where it's like. Oh, I'm going to say Kawhi goes to the Clippers, but I don't have any information on that. But I can say, oh, if Kawhi went to the Clippers, well, I was the first to break the story. I, I um, think it's there's nobody in any sport that's what Woj is to, yeah, to the agree. NBA. The closest MLB has is probably Kenny Rosenthal or Jeff yeah. Hassan. Like, there's probably a couple other guys on the national circuit, but I mean, those are probably two of the closest that yeah. you get. I think that's I think that's a good point, and I also think that sometimes it's like we are in the kind of purgatory of sports right now mm. where like what was it the day that the ESPYs is on Wednesday of last week is yeah the worst sports day of the year there's like nothing on so it's yeah, like there's nothing are, are we just kind of trying to create headlines so there's something to talk about in kind of the dog days of July and August and, and when it's just baseball and there's nothing really else to talk about and it's kind of also with Major League Baseball are we competing with the NBA where the NBA has Literally, there's no days off for the NBA. Yeah. Whereas 
this guy's getting traded or this blockbuster trade out of nowhere. This guy wants to be moved or this guy doesn't want to play here. So it's like, I think all leagues are trying to model what the NBA is doing as a 365 year, just kind of news cycle business. Um, so I don't know if Ken Rosenthal yeah. is trying to kind of Which would be kick great, it. but yeah, it's, it's a smart move there's, because there's nobody that does it like the NBA. The NBA absolutely. is unbelievable. And it's especially off the court is like, the drama and like yeah. the storylines are just as good, if not better, than what's going on Absolutely. on the court. And it's not like that in any other sport. Uh, you just don't have those kind of like high profile stars that are tweeting at each other and stuff. But that's why you get a show like, you know, we don't give out free ads, even though we do every week. But uh, like NBA Desktop on the Ringer with uh, my guy Jason Concepcion, mm-hmm. like that literally come on just, the pod. yeah, come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> but he literally just talks about like the stuff going on around the game, not on the court. It's you can't really do that with. No, not at all. Um, and the last piece of news here: uh, Yanks picked up today Terrence Gore for from Kansas City for cash considerations. Uh, sad to see cash considerations go. He was sent to. <laughs> he was immediately sent down to Scranton. Um, he's just a guy they're picking up. He's a he's a speedster. They got him for October. Uh, he's twenty eight. He's played a hundred games over six seasons, and in those hundred games, he's got he's forty for forty nine in stolen bases. Dude can run, um, and I think this is just kind of that you know they they change the rules so that there's no trades in August anymore. So like the trade deadline in July is the trade deadline. So if you're gonna beef up, oh I know now, who Terrence Gore? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think he ran he ran for Kansas City and they they brought him in yeah. a pinch run and like little dude, of, sure, yeah, sure in, the, in the World Series and like you know a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, he can fly. So you know nothing. Huge right now, but good pickup for October. Looking. Do we think that yeah, he'll be on the roster? Uh, he's not right now, but he, I don't think he will be. Um, Does he have an option to go to the minors? He already did. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the reason they picked him up, and um, uh, they just they kind of talked about this, um, or Boone did, is that you know it's he's play for September and October when they need. A guy who can just swipe bags. Mm-hmm. All right. And Real that, quick before yeah. we before we move on, I just because we kind of missed a few weeks is another guy we're just talking about acquisitions. Like real quick, um, talking about this kid Jason Dominguez, ah. the international kid that mm-hmm. the Yankees signed for five million dollars on what's it the international market or whatever yeah. whatever it's called. That's the highest anybody's ever paid for him. Um, Sixteen years old. Uh, I, I believe he has the nickname The Martian. Yeah, it's The Martian. This is how every story starts about him. He's like Mickey Mantle. He's not six foot. He's a switch hitter. He's got crazy power. He's all muscle, but it's not stiff. He's twitchy. He can move in all directions. It's just like these crazy comparisons. And I just looked down and it reminded me of the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the 7th inning stretch. Matt came home from the game last night, went with our buddies, and uh, got me a little gift. It's a Jacoby Ellsbury uh, Lego. He yeah. he come he come he stands on a base and it comes with a a bat a glove a ball and a sport water bottle. There you go, Ken. How about that? Yeah, stay and, hydrated. Yeah, and I'm gonna put it on my desk at work, and now everyone will know how much I love catcher's interference. So. Yeah, Jacoby Ellsbury. This thing was picking up dust. Where and was it? Did you get it at the stadium? Or was no, it like was at one of like the shops across the street. Uh, the taco, um, the Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco yeah. Cantina, and literally, I. I Ages six and up. Yeah, that's you, Ken. There's no no, no six-year-old knows who he is. Jacoby, enjoy your summer, dude. So, welcome back from commercial. Uh, we had some technical difficulties at this point, so the second half of this podcast 
program we're using just basically started deleting things at random, so none of it's usable, but we were really cracking each other up. So instead of re-recording it like professionals, we just decided, let's just find some uh, out-of-context quotes that we can pull out of this, string them all together, and uh, just basically end the show with a bunch of nonsense. So that's what we're going to do. So the next you know, two minutes or so, however long it takes, is just going to be us saying a bunch of random things that don't make any sense. But maybe it'll be funny. So give it a shot. Have some fun. See you next week. You can't take a hot shower until next season starts. Recent studies have shown that cold showers are actually better for you. I'm a true Yankee fan. You bring the glove, you catch the ball. Running 4,000 miles to work. Wow, Ken, you look better. Have you been taking cold showers? You look really well recovered. I had some nachos with my dad at the Hard Rock Cafe. Why not do that at 3 o'clock? I'm talking about the Yankees. Um, I'm talking about the weatherman. Yeah, you would. Geostorm. Yeah. Headed towards the Bronx. Venmo Mirmat, <laughs> and we'll start giving you our secrets. Yeah. He's, I, I'm a little afraid that he's back on the Red Bull, sugar-free. Terminator-style running. And come down like Sting from WCW. Yeah. Coming down out of the rafters. Tommy uh, Canely, just ready to go. Una celebración. I was there at 10, section 209, come on. When Forrest Gump is just running down the street, that boy is a running fool. Gary hit a double down the line. It would have just been stepping on their heads when they're drowning. Yeah. It would have been great. I'm getting a jersey tattooed on my back. <laughs> it makes you feel a lot better. 16 and a half back on the Dodgers. 16, did you say? Shout out, uh, Lemachine. All right, catch cool. you next week. Everybody have a good weekend. Stay cool. Drink a lot of water. Stay cool. Drink a Yoo-Hoo. <laughs>